0: Welcome to The Common Good Show with Juanita Farrow, a show where we inspire, inform, and empower you, our listeners, businesses, and communities, for the common good of humanity. Be the change that you want to see in the world. Again, you are listening to The Common Good Show, and I am your host, Juanita Farrow. Today on the show... We are talking about finding a voice through writing, and we'll be talking to author Emily P. Delote, and she describes how writing helped her to heal from trauma and reclaim her voice. So I am excited to be talking to her on the show today. But first, let me tell you something about Emily. Emily P. was born and raised in Southern Virginia. After graduating from Ferrum College with a bachelor's degree in psychology and a minor in English, she went on to work in a variety of jobs from boardwalk train driver in Ocean City, Maryland to a missionary in the Russian Foreign East. Wow. Before becoming a Montessori teacher in the Hampton Roads area. She currently lives and works in Newport News with her husband, two daughters, and her beloved dog. She's been an avid reader and writer for most of her life, writing and illustrating stories as a child and continuing to write fiction and poetry throughout a traumatic um, adolescence. The characters from her debut novel, Escaping the Mirror, have been in her mind since she was a teenager. And she is thrilled that they have found a voice in her book. So her self-published debut, Escaping the Mirror, is available for, for purchase now. And she'll tell you more about how to get copies of that book and also how to reach her after the show. But for now, help me welcome to the show... Emily P. Deloach. Welcome to the show, Emily. Thank you, Anita. I'm really excited to be here. Well, I am excited to have you on the show. Wow, your bio, you've done quite a bit there. So (laughs) so that's really, your journey is really exciting. So I'm, I'm really anxious to hear more about that. But I'm going to jump right in here and and just ask you the first question. Um, I want you to tell us uh, what your debut novel, Escaping the Mirror um, is about. So tell us a little bit about the book.
1: Sure. Um, Escaping the Mirror is sort of a gritty true-to-life story about uh, a teenager. Her nickname is Evil, so that's what everybody calls her. Um, She's living with Um, an alcoholic father who's very abusive, and she and her brother um, are dealing with addictive tendencies as well. And um, when the story begins, uh, something occurs, a a particularly violent episode with her father that prompts her to leave home, and the book sort of follows her on her journey as she um, begins to develop a greater self-awareness and a different Mm -hmm. self-image. And it's also wow. a love story. There's a, um, her brother's friend. She falls in love with him, and a lot mm. of complications ensue from that as well.
0: Mm. Wow, that's really, really interesting. Now, what exactly inspired you to write about abuse and addiction, and is there an autobiographical element to, to the story when you talk about this teenager?
1: There is. um, Thankfully, I grew up in a very loving home, and my parents were very caring and Christian parents, Um, but Mm -hmm. there uh, is a lot of addiction in our family tree, so that's something Mm -hmm. that um, several family members, including myself, have struggled with, and um, I was raped when I was 14 years old, so I was quite traumatized by that, and um, so that's where I gets help me help me to get in touch with evil's feelings when she is um,
0: sexually abused wow how powerful is that and and for you to be you know transparent about that because that is the healing for many others is to really hear your story and how you not only survive but you've thrived into becoming an author um, as, as a result of some of the things that have happened to you. Wow, this is really, really interesting, and I think so important to to get this message out there about this book, finding your voice through writing. And that's basically how you found your voice. And mm-hmm. I, I want to hear more about this. So we're going to take a, a short break now. When we come back, we are going to dig deeper into um, the book and, and your writing and how basically you were able to use that for your therapy. This is great. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to take a short break now. We'll be right back. You've been listening to The Common Good Show with Juanita Farrow, and we will be right back. Welcome back to The Common Good Show with your host, Juanita Farrow. And I've been talking to Emily P. Deloach, and we've been talking about finding a voice through writing and how writing helped her to heal from trauma and reclaim her voice. So, Emily, I want to ask you what were, what was your hardest to write in the book because I I guess you know when you are writing this book because of your own personal experience and trauma you're kind of reliving some of that Mm -hmm. as you're writing I mean I I understand how that can be possibly having written a book myself and at times you know being in tears almost as I was writing and that's how I knew that the feelings were so real Um, so I, I want to what was the hardest thing for you to write well there's um a
1: rape scene with the father and of course that was very intense for me um the the words came to me pretty easily because of my own experience but um mm-hmm. I I um you know felt a lot of anger during that time when I was working on that scene and depression you know all of these feelings were triggered mm-hmm. um by writing the scene and um The aftermath when she's dealing with her feelings um, after this happened, I I felt like I was writing about myself, (laughs) you know, I felt very much, you know, what she was feeling. And so it was, it was therapeutic, it was good to write it out, but it was also very challenging for me so
0: you, you you felt a lot of emotion there, both therapy yes. in terms of being able to express it and getting out, but also it took you back to a very dark place. I can imagine yes, yeah wow yeah and and so why why do you feel um, that writing is such good therapy? you know i've heard others say this too, but what is it about writing for you that? that um, creates that, you know, that, that gives you that therapeutic um, feeling?
1: Well, there are a couple of things, um, a couple of points um, that makes make me feel that uh, writing is good therapy. One is when I was a teenager, after I had suffered this trauma, that's when these characters sort of came to me and I, I created them in my mind. And I I was Sometimes when people are traumatized, they disassociate themselves from the trauma. And mm-hmm. I was not even able to admit to myself or acknowledge in any way that I had been raped. Um, I knew what had happened, but it was sort of in like a closed room mm-hmm. inside my mind. And I was feeling all of these feelings. I was suffering a severe depression. Um, I had anger and rage. And for some reason, I didn't know. like I couldn't connect those feelings to what had happened. Um, I just wasn't ready to acknowledge it head on yet. So sure. I think that these characters sort of helped me to process my feelings um, because she's sexually abused. And um, it sort of helped me to, to, to face the feelings before I was really able to face what had happened, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, And yeah. sort of helping her through it made me feel better in a sense um Mm -hmm. and then another thing about it you know now that i'm older i actually finished writing the book um several years ago i worked on it off and on for many many years and as i was ready to you know acknowledge the rape and work through it personally it really helped me to feel that something good is coming out of this experience that happened um there's, I don't know if you're familiar with Julia Cameron, who wrote the Artist's Way books, um, but in one of her books, Walking in This World, she says, Art is more aggressive and more assertive than therapy. It is an action, not a reaction. Mm-hmm. Dipping mm-hmm. directly into ourselves as source, we create something new that would not exist without us as its origin. For this reason, art is affirming in a way that therapy is not. And she has a whole section about art as therapy that's really good and was really helpful to me. Uh, But it's just this feeling that um, she also compares art to alchemy. It's like you take the dross of your life and you can turn Mm -hmm. it into gold. And I'm hoping that when when other people read the book, if they've experienced Mm -hmm. sexual abuse or trauma or addiction, Mm -hmm. that it will help them also to face what happened to them and work through it. Mm-hmm. And you
0: mentioned um, earlier that it, it took you a, a while to to write the book. Was that because of, you know, the the pain that it was bringing out, and just trying to get through that, or you know, just maybe other things got in the way um, to to finishing it? What what was that like? I think that that both
1: things are happening at sometimes. Um, I was just like, for example, when I had children in the beginning, when I had babies, I had to just take a complete break from writing. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't really want to th- to think about that world, you know, evil's world with the sexual assault and things like that. I wanted right. to focus on my children. So, um, yeah, but I've also had just, you know, really busy times when I'm trying to make a career and, um, It's Mm -hmm. been hard for me to write during those times. And I I find that I have seasons, sort of. um, I have seasons Uh where the -hmm. writing flows, and I really enjoy it. And then there are seasons when it's difficult, but I still do it. And then there are seasons when nothing comes. You know, it just dries up. And I think, particularly with this novel, I think it was maybe just times when I just wasn't ready emotionally to go to that place.
0: So I'm curious, what, when was the point, did you, was there a certain point that you felt, I've got to write this book, and this is the book that I have to write? Did you, did you, or was it just a very gradual process, or did you just reach a point where you said, okay, this is it, this is what I need to do? How was that for you?
1: hmm Yes, I think um, both things happened. It began as a gradual process because mm-hmm. like I said, I was a teenager when I first came up with these characters and most of the time I was just having stories in my mind. I think it was kind of an escape. Mm-hmm. Um even though in the you know the characters were dealing with hardcore, you know, bad stuff, somehow it just seemed kind of like a release and escape to me because I wasn't thinking about myself. Um so it just very gradually um formed first just through stories in my mind and as a teenager I tried writing them down but I didn't have much success um then as an adult I wanted to get back into writing and I went to Mm -hmm. some writing classes and I I always would come back to these characters um even if I write about something else for a little while it just I felt really driven and felt like they're part Mm of me and um So at one point I had a dry period when I had my babies and there was a part in the book that I was stuck where I was stuck and I couldn't seem to get beyond it. And Mm -hmm. at some point um, I just felt now's the time to go back to writing. And I went back to my writing class and it just flowed again. It just, it just came to me. I think I was just ready. And at that point I thought I have to Publish this book, even if I have to do it myself i
0: have to I have to get this book out there mm. so you reached a point where you knew that this was something that you had to do, yeah, and uh, that's what was driving you oh excellent mm-hmm. that's really that's really interesting now I know you, you probably have had other um, um, authors that you have you know favored um, other books that have influenced. Mm-hmm you or maybe even your writing. So I want you to talk a little bit about what other books that may have influenced your life the most do you Mm -hmm. feel, and what are your favorite authors? Well, when I was a teenager, um, a major
1: inspiration for me was The Outsiders, which was written by S.E. Hinton, and she was actually a teenager when she wrote the book, Mm. and um, I felt – I could relate to her and relate to the the story. The story, um, it just felt so real. You know, the characters seemed like real characters and it seemed very authentic. And that's the kind of writing that I strive to do. It feels like you're actually in that world. It's authentic mm-hmm. and it's character driven. So um, she was an influence. And then as far as writing and creativity, Julia Cameron, who was the author mm-hmm. of the Ar- Artist Way books that I um, quoted earlier, um, she has been a big influence for me, just in terms of getting in touch with my creativity and letting it flow. Um, and I have some other authors that I really enjoy, like um, Lyanne Moriarty, who's an Australian author, um, Barbara Kingsolver, and Margaret Atwood, who um, created the Handmaid Tale novel that's now mm-hmm. a series. So those are my some of my writers
0: that I really okay. enjoy reading. Okay, great. So now are you you currently working on um, a a sequel maybe or uh, some other book or are you being inspired to do something else in terms of writing? Well, I started to write a sequel to this book
1: because, you know, these characters are so much a part of me and I just Mm. wanted to continue with them. It just doesn't feel quite the same Uh. writing about different characters right now, but Uh um, I got I got you know maybe a quarter of a way into a new novel, and then I decided to work on something different and kind of put those characters on the back burner for a while. so I started writing a novel about a hoarder um and her son her son is a teenager and how he deals mm-hmm. with um the extreme situation- you know the extreme living environment he's in Wow um but I'm actually right now considering trying memoir because um Along with the uh, trauma that happened in my life, I've had a lot of, I I think, interesting experiences, and I've dealt with a lot of, you know, major traumas in my life, so I've considered doing memoir. I just don't know if it will be harder to write because it's more, it's so close to home, you know, I'm actually writing about what really happened, Mm
0: -hmm. so I'm going to
1: experiment Mm -hmm. with that and see.
0: Well, you've had a lot of experience, and I'm just curious because I, I did mention that you were a missionary in the Russian mm-hmm. Far East. Oh, my God, how, how long were you there as a missionary? I'm just curious. Yeah. <laughs> how in the world mm-hmm. do you end up in the Russian Far East?
1: Um, well, at some point I, you know, had kind of like a religious reawakening. I've been through a lot of different seasons with that and I'm not really in mm. that same place right now, but when that happened I was in my twenties and I had been struggling with addiction and I, I felt like I had been delivered from that and I was um living, you know, a different life, completely different and I wanted to dedicate mm-hmm. my whole life to God. So I mm-hmm. um went through the Mission Society, which is with the United Methodist Church. The, uh, my father's a pastor in the Methodist Church. So, And my, my main desire was to work with children because I love children and I love working with them. And I thought maybe I would go to a Spanish-speaking country because I had taken Spanish in school. But mm-hmm. they sent me to the Russian Far East. So that's <laughs> where they had – yeah, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. But it was a really, really interesting experience. I think everybody should – have the experience of living outside the united states for a while oh, at least, I you know an extended ab-
0: visit yes I it really makes you appreciate it- what you have well, you know, I, I've been in, and worked in over 20 different countries, and oh, wow. it's such a, an incredible experience to go to mm-hmm. another country, and especially another country where you don't even speak the language. And right. um, I spent, you know, I've spent weeks in the Ukraine and, and throughout oh, Africa. my husband's from Ukraine. That's cool. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. Yes. yes I mm-hmm. was there for three weeks, and it probably is one of the most incredible experiences I have ever had, and, you know, oh, just wow. traveling the country, uh, by train, mm-hmm. overnight train. It was such an wow. incredible experience. And and of course, you know, not being able to speak the language and having to rely on translators, but the whole mm-hmm. experience it gave me a very different outlook uh, on, on life. And, and yes. I think to take some of these experiences and places that we've gone, when you come back to the United States, our country, you know, you, you come back in, 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 a, in a different way, um, with yes. a, a different mindset, um, because you've had those experiences otherwhere and outside uh, of the U.S. And I think you're absolutely right it's so important i think i wish everyone had the opportunity to have that experience outside the us i found that i was more appreciative of mm-hmm. the the little things um and you know just kind of living life to the fullest um, there mm-hmm. were so many things that changed for me after my experience in all of those countries so yes. i asked yeah i felt like i came back a different person
1: <laughs> yeah, than i was yeah. that is so and,
0: that is so amazing wow and so I wanted to ask you: um, ha- Have you ever thought about giving up on writing, maybe, and doing something other than writing? Well, I
1: have for periods of time. I don't think I could ever, you know, give it up for my whole life because it just—it's a, a drive that I have. Um, mm. That I mentioned earlier that I took a break when I had small children, and right. I, after I finished writing and publishing this. Novel, escaping the mirror. I decided to go and get my Montessori uh, teaching certification. So that mm-hmm. that involved a lot of writing papers and things like that. So um, I, I once again put the writing on the back burner. But now I'm kind of you know the juices are starting to flow again, and I'm getting back into it. So um, it's something I I want to always make time for. You know when I'm in that place and I'm able to write. Um, I want to make sure I put aside time for that. Well, and,
0: and how how does this impact basically your work? Because I know you're you're a teacher at, mm-hmm. um, at the school, the Montessori school. How does that impact you know basically your your teaching? Um, are you able to integrate some of that into your teaching, or how how does that how does that look? Tell me about that. Um, I do use writing sometimes as
1: far as, you know, it's a different kind of writing, like writing a blog for the parents to read mm-hmm. and things like that. So I do use writing. Um, it's just a different kind of writing. And I right. I love books. I've always loved books. So I definitely encourage my students,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, encourage their love for books because they all, basically they all love books, some to greater degrees. But right. um, I make sure to encourage that and I read to them. You know, every day. Um, same with mm. my children.
0: Mhm. I think it's so important. Um, you know, to to the to read. Um, mm-hmm. And I am amazed, and I can't remember the exact statistic now, as how many Americans just do not read. Oh yeah, um, I read a statistic <laughs> too. I was just shocked. We have a society where people just don't read, or just don't feel mm-hmm. they have time to read, or just not interested in reading. It's the quickest, fastest way for us to get information. You know, we watch a lot mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, social media, and there's a lot of TV, but just not enough reading and and books. And in many areas, we have, um, we call them desert areas where you know children just don't even have access to books. Mm, sure. um, there are areas that that I'm aware of that, you know, where, you know, um, new nonprofits have tried to go into those communities just to try to get a book in a child's hands hand, hand mm-hmm. because that child has no, you know, has never had an opportunity to own a book. Wow. And just having, yeah, and just having that book. Um, and something that they actually own and they can have and for themselves is just a really, really big deal for a child. And that mm-hmm. should never be. That should never be the case in in this country. But there are so many areas in our country that are like that, and it's shocking to me. Really yeah, shocking. that is that is shocking.
1: It's just knowing how, what a big part reading has been in my life, and that's that's another way to experience different cultures—not just people from other mm-hmm. countries, but people from different socioeconomic backgrounds than yourself, mm-hmm. or um, you know, different cultural groups. Um, I think with my with my novel, people who have never been in that world—that uh, um, evil lives in. They've, they've come back and told me, you know, wow, I I, know I kind of have an idea of what it's like to grow up like that. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. one thing that, that reading does for you. It can, you know, help you to have empathy and perspective on other people's lives.
0: Mm-hmm. So do you feel that your writing this book has helped to heal you from, from the, the past and those things that have happened to you? Yes, Absolutely. I think it has,
1: um, you know, I I don't think I'll ever be at a place where, you know, I'm completely healed Mm -hmm. as far as the trauma is just gone. It's always going to bother me to think about it. And I still get triggered sometimes when I encounter, um, you know, something Mm -hmm. that touches on that. Um, and that's difficult, but I think the writing absolutely helps me to heal, especially completing the book and getting it out Mm -hmm. there. Um, as I said earlier, I felt that I had made something good out of something really horrible
0: that had happened to me. Wow. Yeah, that's, that is so incredibly powerful. And, and thank you again for sharing that, that story. So what advice now would you give um, authors who are struggling with perhaps writing their first novel? I mean, they're excited. Because you hear people say all the time, I need to write a book. Everybody mm-hmm. says that. I'm going to write a book, but mm-hmm. most never do. So yeah. <laughs> so what would you say to someone who's really wanting to do this, wanting to write that first novel, but really struggling to get through it? Um, I, I think that um,
1: there's a lot of uh, power and help in having a good writing class or a good writing workshop. Um, I've been taking classes. Um, I'm taking a break right now, but before I was taking classes at the Muse in Norfolk, Virginia. And um, Mm -hmm. just having a group to to read what I wrote. For one thing, um, there's a deadline, so you kind of have Mm -hmm. to write. And Uh you get a lot of feedback, and I I feel like I kind of um, became a writer by writing this novel because I would take some bits of it in and have feedback on it and get it back, and then it helped me to become a better writer. Um I think that's important, and if if you can't get into a um writing program close by, there's probably our groups online, and I also highly recommend reading uh, we were just talking about that, but read as much as you can, uh, especially mm-hmm. in the genre that you want to write that that's invaluable. Mm-hmm.
0: So this writing class that you took, you you used your book in this class, and that's basically mm-hmm. what that was your um, I guess you, what you did through the class was to write mm-hmm. that book. Yes. Okay. And, so you know, you I have did some other
1: things too, like other um, short mm-hmm. stories and things like that. Sure.
0: So did you also have an an editor as well? Did you have someone edit it, or was the class enough for you to be able to get through it? Um, and and you also have a, you have a minor in English as well too, which mm-hmm. is very good for writing. Yeah, I love I'm
1: you know I love writing and I I, I love um, books that don't have errors. Like I, it's really a pet peeve of mine to look into a novel and see that things are misspelled or punctuation is <laughs> off. So having having it really well edited was very important to me. Um,
0: uh-huh. But instead
1: of hiring somebody, I sent three copies um, to three different friends of mine that write, and they read the whole thing through, so once it was a completed version that, you know, I was ready to publish it, they read the entire thing and um, sent me some notes and feedback, and then I went through it again. Um, It went through multiple readings and, you know, multiple um, editing, and I think I got it to the point where, I think there's one error (laughs) in it somewhere, but... Um, that's it. So I think I but got... that
0: is amazing. That, mm-hmm. that is really amazing and you were able to do all of that with friends pitching in and helping mm-hmm. and sort of like a community. That's exciting. Yes.
1: Yeah. It, it's wonderful to have a writing community. It's, and, you know, even just with advice for getting an agent or for self-publishing if you want to self-publish, um, it's mm-hmm. really invaluable to have, you know, friends who
0: can help you. Yeah, well, I want to talk a little bit about that. But we're going to take another break now. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the the process that you use for um, self-publishing, and then let mm-hmm. you uh, talk to the listeners about how to reach you after the show. So mm-hmm. we're going to take a short break, and we will be right back. You've been listening to The Common Good Show with Juanita Farrow. Don't you go anywhere. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Common Good Show with Juanita Farrow. And we've been talking to Emily P. DeLoach. And Emily has been, as an author, has been talking and describing how writing helped her to heal from trauma and to reclaim her voice. And this has been such a powerful, powerful testimony and discussion. Um, That we've had, and I think so helpful to so many who are dealing with um, all the things that have come about as a result of trauma experience, especially in our childhood. And she's created this character that basically has had uh, trauma as a teenager, um, as she did. And I think it's so powerful and um, you know, how she's created this to help her to heal from her own personal experience. So I I, I know, Emily, we've talked about uh, your writing and um, writing is your passion and, and definitely, mm-hmm. and there are probably others out there who may uh, be interested in writing and, you know, it's very difficult to find a publisher um, and mm-hmm. to have the interest of a publisher. So many choose to self-publish. So I want you to mm-hmm. talk a little bit about what helped you to make the decision to self-publish your, your novel and what advice you would have for others who want to self-publish as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I was excited you know, to read about self-publishing when I was first considering it because um, there used to be such a stigma associated with publishing your own book. People would just assume that it's not good enough <laughs> to get a publisher or it's somehow lower quality. And I was happy to see that now, with uh, the birth of the Kindle books and things like that, it's become mm-hmm. very popular. It's a whole genre in itself, really. And I have a friend who self published her novels. So she was kind oh. of an inspiration. And I had another mm-hmm. writer friend, actually two other ones, who had been trying to get agents for so long, then they finally got an agent and couldn't find a publisher. But I knew from reading their work and writing workshops that it was excellent work. And I I think that often really excellent work doesn't get published because it's either Mm -hmm. not the right time, there's some other, um, you know, fad, something else is popular or something of that nature. You really have to find the perfect match with the agent and the publisher. And Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, I didn't work all these years on this book to just Mm -hmm. have it, sit and collect dust I'm going to self-publish and I didn't know anything about it but um, Mm -hmm. that's where having a friend and also I mean just research on the internet is very very helpful Um, I researched it for a long time before I took the plunge and did it and um, the process was kind of difficult for me because I'm not really computer savvy but um, I first created a Kindle book and Mm -hmm. I basically just um, looked up uh, tutorials and um, the instructions for how to do specifically a Kindle book for Amazon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just went through it step by step. Once I had gotten, you know, once my friends had read it, I had edited it thoroughly and I had it ready. Um, Then there was a lot of formatting to do and things of that nature. So um, I did that and I I put it up for sale on Amazon as a Kindle book. And then one year later, I created the printed version which involved reformatting everything again and, you know, all these technical details that I mm-hmm. wasn't aware of before. Sure. But um, it was very exciting to have the actual physical book in my hand when I got it in the mail. So,
0: so is and, there an actual self-publisher that you signed on with or you just do everything by yourself? I want to make sure that that's clear to the listeners. Mm -hmm. You can choose to um, hire
1: somebody to help you through the process, and you can also hire editors and um, things of that nature. The only person I really paid was my friend to do the the artwork for the cover. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I did everything else myself um, Mm -hmm. with with help, but um, there are different ways you can go about it. There's an organization called Smashwords, Mm -hmm. and I, I didn't choose to go through them but they seem like a good organization to help you with mm-hmm. self-publishing
0: mm-hmm. Um, it's published under Smashwords. Um I've seen other and, companies out there and mm-hmm. I was just wondering how that works companies that say you know we help you self-publish or whatever mm-hmm. so but if you go um,
1: through Amazon you can do it all yourself and that's what I do it did yourself. Um,
0: exactly mm-hmm. okay gotcha gotcha and the, the so print version is, is mm-hmm. oh sorry The print
1: version is print-on-demand, so um, Mm -hmm. when someone orders the book, then they print it, so I don't have to, you know, order multiple copies of books unless I'm doing a book signing or something of that nature. Um, So there's not just a stack of books sitting Mm -hmm. around, you know, waiting to be sold. They actually print it when it's ordered,
0: which I think is great. Wow, that's fantastic. So what advice would you give to writers who who want to self-publish or think that I would, they want to self-publish, mm-hmm. yeah. Um,
1: I would just really research and, and try to talk to other writers, uh, both mm-hmm. who are going the traditional route and who are self-publishing, and do a lot of research online. You can look at message boards like on Goodreads and Amazon. There are author message boards where you can read about their experiences and um, just thoroughly investigate what – which what it involves before you decide to do it. So, you know, because when you self-publish, you have to do everything, including marketing. And that was something that I'm, I'm, that's not my gift, marketing myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was something that was really, really hard for me. And I think that's why, mm-hmm. you know, it could have done better if I had had, or it could do better if I have somebody mm-hmm. to help me with the marketing.
0: Right, so those right. are the kinds
1: of things you need to consider. If you uh-huh. publish the traditional route, they will, you'll have some help. You still have to do mm-hmm. most of the marketing, but you'll have yes, some help okay. with the marketing.
0: Gotcha. Wow, this is really exciting. So I want you, to, Emily, to tell the listeners how they can find out um, about your book or reach you after the show. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go
1: onto Amazon and Google Escaping the Mirror and by Emily P. Deloach, then you can find the book um, either the Kindle version or the print version. And if you go to www.emilypdeloach.com, then you can see my website and I have links to the book and a blog and things like that. Um, just remember to put the P between the Emily and Deloach because there is a singer named Emily Deloach, so <laughs> emilypdeloach.com. And I can also be reached at Emily deloge at gmail.com if you'd like to email me I'd love to hear from people
0: well that is fantastic well this has been such an exciting show and Emily I thank you for coming onto the show sharing your experience and and how writing helped you to heal from the trauma and to reclaim your voice you certainly have a powerful voice now and I I believe that that's going to help empower so many who are experiencing right now um, setbacks and struggles through things that have happened to them. Um, I'm Mm -hmm. just amazed at um, how we carry things into our adulthood that have happened to us as a child, and many Mm -hmm. adults are struggling with things that go all the way back to their childhood. And, yes. um, and, and, and being transparent as you have been through uh, this character and talking about it, um, I believe will, will certainly help to em- empower other, others to, to talk about it and perhaps to maybe use writing or some other means to mm-hmm. release um, some of that pain. So thank you so much so for, agreeing, for agreeing to be on the show. It's been such a pleasure talking to you.
1: Thank you. It's been a pleasure talking to you as well.
0: Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. You've been listening to The Common Good Show with Juanita Farrow. And you can catch us every week, Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You're in the metro Atlanta area. It's WDJY 99.1 FM. Outside of the Atlanta area, click on the link, www.wdjyfm.com. Tuesdays at 4pm. Thank you so much for listening to our show and we enjoy bringing you high quality shows and as we have done today. So you have a wonderful,
1: wonderful week.